you should not have anyone controlling the tech for you when you're running workshops, training sessions, or virtual presentations to online audience. And I will tell you why. It's going to be worse than if you're controlling it by yourself. It's very common if you're running a training session, workshop, or any kind of online audience experience where you're dealing with a lot of people online and you are working on your content that you will want someone to be there running the tech so that you can be fully focused on your presentation for having to stress about the tech. That's what everyone wants, right? But here's the thing, there is a difference that people are not seeing. If you were doing anything in person, an audience experience in person, a lecture, a class, a training session, a workshop, a talk, you have control of the space. You can walk around, you can look people in the eyes, you can touch them in the shoulders. You can communicate with a lot more than just your voice. And this is something that you don't have control over when you are on virtual, or at least not in the same way. You have different ways to control the interaction with the audience. And a lot of people confuse this control of the audience experience with the tech. They will think that you need someone to run the tech, but when you have someone running the tech for you and in the behind scenes, what happens is that you lose all this control of the experience. You cannot take in opportunities anymore that just spontaneously appear to interact with people because you have someone else in control of the cameras, of the slides, of the screens, of everything. And you have to ask them to do what you want if this is something unscripted. And if you do that, you are going to end up losing a lot of opportunities. If someone is just ready to speak up something, they raise their hand, or you just see someone in the audience react to what you just said, being able to bring them to the stage or ask them a question right there and then, and have a way for them to respond with you quickly. It's an opportunity that is happening just there. And it's not going to present itself again if every little time that you want to interact with the audience, you have to go through a friction interaction. You have a lot of friction to ask your assistant to do that for you. It's very easy to say that when you are doing an in-person presentation, because let's say you have slides, you have a controller on your hand to control the slides and you wouldn't let it to someone else. Because if you do let someone else control the slides, you would be like talking to the audience and then you say, next slide, please. And then next slide, please. And all the time, next slide, please. And you're going to switch focus of the audience to this person. And they will keep in their mind, who is this person that is passing the slides and just, just distract the audience and get them away from your message. So you want to have this control if you were in person. Why not have this control when you are in virtual? And the cool part about virtual is that you can do a lot of things behind the cameras that you wouldn't be able to if you were doing this in person because no one will see what you're typing or clicking on, but they will see that you are distracted. So you can do a lot of more things on virtual, but if you don't do this properly, if you don't have a proper setup where you can easily control the experience by yourself, you're going to be distracted. And then you're going to think that the only way to do this is if you have someone controlling the tech for you. And I totally understand where this comes from because it just feels a lot of stuff to deal with when you are taking care of your content. And now you have to click on the screen to select your participants and bring them to the stage and then ask them to unmute so much friction that it, you just end up doing a presentation for a live audience where you're not interacting at all because it just adds a lot of friction and risk 
to the flow of your presentation. And people nowadays, they are forgiving about this because they are used to it. If you go to Zoom, they will expect that there are going to be friction. No one is really expecting things to be smooth. And that's why people say Zoom fatigue, because they are tired of all this friction and doing something that doesn't feel natural. Of course, it's a lot of friction. No, no one can stand that for so long. What I'm telling you is that you don't need this friction. You can run experience very fluidly by yourself while being focused on the experience in your content because all you have to do is change where the friction is mostly placed. So what I mean by that, to remove the friction live, to make so you can, you don't need anyone to run the tag for you and you can still be focused on your content, you have to remove the friction from where it is right now. And where it is right now is during the presentation. You have friction during the presentation. If you want to interact with someone, you have a lot of friction. If you want to bring slides to the screen, if you want to share your screen, there is a lot of friction because there is a lot of buttons you need to press. There is a lot of choices you need to make. You don't want to share the wrong screen. You want to make sure that they are seeing what you want. You want to make sure that the slides are full screen before you share them. So there is a lot of details. And then you realize there is not enough space on the screen and you don't know where things are. You don't know where the audience went and you are sharing your screen, but you're not seeing the audience. And then you're like completely dark in the dark and you don't, you're not sure of what is happening. And this again is where it, the, the idea of having someone run the tech comes from because you just want to focus on your content. So people resort to these, having someone run the experience for them, even though this will throw them off because they will make decisions that will throw them off or they will lose opportunities to interact because they cannot read your mind, but they will do that thinking that this is the best way because the opposite is being looking like silly in front of the camera, really, because you don't know what is happening. But that doesn't need to be this. It doesn't need to be this way. To remove all this friction that is going on during the presentation, what you need to do, the easiest way is instead of eliminating the friction, you just move them outside of the presentation. So you have a little friction before the presentation preparation where you will have a lot of time to prepare as much time as you need to prepare but during a presentation you don't have time you, you cannot tell people to wait until you figure out what is the right screen to share what is the right video to play how to set up the audio so that they can hear what you're saying you have a momentum there you have a moment to play a video to transmit your message across that if you lose if you 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 just build up you know, you're talking, you're building up your message, and then there is a big friction that interrupts the flow. You cannot afford these interruptions. So what you can do is move this friction outside of the session. What I mean by that is you have to think about the tools and platform you're using in order to serve you well for a live presentation, not a meeting. All these platforms are mostly focused on meetings, which means that you don't have a lot of things that you can prepare beforehand in order to play, to make it happen with the press of a button. Everything is designed so anyone can do anything by clicking on things, but you cannot be distracted clicking on things. You cannot make 
people wait by clicking on things like to share screen, share image, share a video, change camera. You cannot make people wait for that because there is a moment for you to do these things in order to get your message, to, to make it, make your message stronger instead of weakening your message because you're adding friction. So the tools that you're using might not be a fit for live presentation. It just means that you have to find the proper tools to help you out. Tools that will enable you to prepare beforehand and have things playing, happening at the press of a button. And if you're doing Zoom sessions, Zoom is a great platform for doing live workshops, training sessions, but the tools that is available on it for screen sharing, share video, and these kind of interaction, change cameras, these are all meant to meetings. So they will have a lot of friction. You cannot be using these tools. You have to use something else, something that will allow you to produce whatever you want to the audience at the press of a button. And what I use and all the members of Insider Show use to do this is OBS Studio. OBS Studio is a live production software that is very simple and you basically create scenes. Each scene can be a camera, a different camera that you have. It can be a scene with your slides, a scene with your screen share, and it can switch between these scenes by just pressing a button. On Zoom, instead of seeing your camera, people are seeing these scenes and the scenes can have your camera, but they can also have slides. They can also have videos that play automatically as you press a button, images that play, QR codes that appear, social media links that pops in the screen. You can create a very dynamic and interactive experience for the audience with OBS Studio. And it's very easy to learn, very easy to uh, get up and running. And it's free, it works for Mac and for Windows, and it's the most powerful and flexible tool when it comes to creating live interactive virtual experiences. So you are in a great choice if you choose OBS Studio. Other options right there would be vMix and Nicam, but when it comes to flexibility to create a live virtual audience experience, I can tell you this software, there is no other software that arrives at the level that OBS Studio can arrive. So you can set yourself up for success by starting with the right tool and adding OBS Studio and pairing it with the Stream Deck is a great combination. And the Stream Deck is a little panel that is a device that has buttons. It looks like a keyboard, but each of the keys there are monitors that you can configure to be folders or actions or pages that will trigger whatever you want and will compose your dashboard of quick actions. So everything that you want is at the tip of your fingers. You don't have to click a lot of things to make things happen. You just press a button and things happen. And there's a lot you can do with the Stream Deck out of the box. And I have developed even more things that you can do, especially for when it comes to audience management on Zoom, selecting participants, muting the audience, muting them, bringing them to the screen, showing them around you. I have brought Stream Deck to a whole new level with my Insider Show program, which it's not open right now. It might be depending on what, where you're watching this video, but there will be a link in the description if you want to learn more about how we produce virtual audience experience on Insider Show and join the waiting list if you are interested. But there is so much things that you can do with this Stream Deck. And it allows you to control the experience without having to get distracted because you look down, you press the button that you want, and what you needed has happened.
So you can share the screen, you can show a slide, you can pass the slides, you can change cameras, you can change between the different dynamics that you have set up for your experience very easily, instantly, in sync with your message. Instead of making the audience wait, you just make things happen for them. So you don't need someone to be running this for you, and especially you can't have someone running this for you because you will lose opportunities to interact. You will lose opportunities to show these specific slides when you just saw fit because you're reading the audience, you're, you're following your flow, you know what comes next and what will fit best right now. You, when you learn to have be in control of the experience, using pairing OBS with the Stream Deck, you have so much more control over the, the audience. You can deliver a much more powerful session that it just doesn't compare to when you really have someone doing this for you. And I'll be honest with you, I run all the tech, everything, the experience by myself, but I do have a secret assistant. They're not controlling the tech, they're actually controlling the content of the experience. They are helping me with content. And this is not a technical person, this could be anyone watching the, uh, the session as a participant and they allow me to explore even better all the spontaneous interactions, all the spontaneous opportunities to interact with the audience live. And I can communicate back and forth with them without getting distracted, without stop talking to the camera. I have a secret way of interacting with my secret assistant, and I'm going to dive deep into it and in the next episode. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. So you can pair these really well, knowing how to conduct the experience by yourself, run all the audience interactions by yourself while having a secret assistant helping you with the content, not the tech. It's an incredible way to create a super interactive and engaging online session on Zoom. And you're going to learn all about that in the next episode. So subscribe so you don't miss it and tell me what you want to learn next.